0: Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick and I am joined today by my co-host Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. How are you, Lisa? I'm good. You're good. That's great.
1: See, I stopped it right there and then it got (laughs) awkward, so our intro was slightly different than normal.
0: Oh, is that it? I didn't ask
1: how you were, so that made it, you know, I changed it up a bit. Yeah. A little rude, but whatever. You know, <laughs> a people are rude. used to being, being rude.
0: Hmm. Let's talk about that today.
1: They say I pick on you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I read, <laughs> yeah, I, I had to agree. I said, she is such a mean woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a show about the art of colored pencils where we discuss tips, techniques, shortcuts, and all the nitty gritty of this medium that we love so much. So, Lisa, what are we doing today?
1: You're interviewing me. Shouldn't you be telling me what we're doing today?
0: This is going to be so interesting.
1: We get, to, not so we, much.
0: we get to uncover all kinds of things about Lisa. <laughs> all right. So
1: here's a shocker for those who have been around a while. I like teal. Teal. Oh. I'm already helping. Look, I'm, I'm answering your questions. Wow. before you even ask or them. Even
0: ask them. I, I could ask a question. You could answer something different. How's that? That's oh, what, that would be good. Yeah. That's why my wife does that all the time. <laughs> it's so odd. Okay. So let, let's, let's, uh, let's turn the clock back. Let's go way, way back. Did you always know, even as a child, you were going to be an artist?
1: No, I think I wanted to be a tiger.
0: A tiger. That's that's Or
1: some sort of big cat. Um, No, I never had any, like, even through high school, I really didn't have any direction on what I wanted. I had no idea what I wanted to do. After high school, I thought I was going to go train dogs for the police, and then I couldn't get information on it, and I gave up. This was before the days of the Internet. Oh, I just aged myself, didn't I? (laughs) But... (laughs) Um, no, I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life the whole time growing up. My whole goal growing up was to sleep. Like I wanted something where I I had it in my head that if I could get more sleep, I would feel better. So that was my whole, yeah, I, my goal in life was to sleep. You felt bad? Yeah, oh, what? I guess I should. About that. you want me to tell the actual story and not have you guys read my mind. No, I had celiac. Well, I have celiac disease, but we didn't know that as a ki- when I was a kid. And so with the autoimmune, it is an autoimmune disorder. So I was sick all the time. If I was exposed to anything, I caught it. A cold, this, anything, anything. I was always sick. Oh. So um, then as I got older, it turned into fibromyalgia and I have a form of arthritis that starts when you're very young. So all of these things together, but we didn't know that that's what was going on. So I'm so, even now I'm very tired all the time. You just don't know because I talk fast. So in my whole goal was to sleep.
0: The fibromyalgia, I mean, that that's something that it it seems very mysterious. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how. Yeah, they
1: there's come not. About we don't that, know a whole diagnosis. lot about it. And I suspect that it's honestly a symptom of something else, that it's not its own thing. And I've talked to several doctors who agreed with me on that, but they don't really know what's causing it. So it's I know that it can be um, – my diet will make a huge change in that. If I can avoid carbs, sugar, or anything artificial, I feel so much better. And if I can stick to a raw vegan diet, which I'm terrible at sticking to, um, Mm. that will really make a big difference. So right. yeah, definitely impacted by diet, but because I didn't know that for so many years.
0: Yeah, interesting. All right, so I, th- you know what, I threw the the uh, question out there to the Color Pencil Podcast group over on Facebook, and I asked them if you know there are any specific questions that they wanted um, answered by either one of us, and uh, for you, uh, one of the, one of the ones that came back was. That they wanted to know what kind of tea it is that you're always drinking.
1: Green tea, always green tea tea with raw honey.
0: Raw honey, okay. Local raw honey. Yep. Yes, cool. Yeah, that's good. Um. Okay. Another thing is, and I I just want to—I want you to bear this in mind—that Jocelyn Lane, Jesse Lane's mom, said, "Be nice to me." So, uh, (laughs) when we do my interview, (laughs) it's too hard. I might have to remind you. (laughs) All right. So, so when did you? Decide then that you wanted to be an artist uh, since you had these other goals and plans
1: and this, I've told this story before, and it actually makes me seem so petty, but I was down, I'm from Southern California, and I was down at Laguna Beach walking around, and they had a lot of art galleries down there. Well, there was this one lady who had this sort of gondola thing set up outside where she was selling her artwork, and she was selling these paintings for about $5,000 a piece on up, and her work, she did dolphins and whales. Well, that's what I did at the time. I My goal was not to become an artist. That was just what I enjoyed doing. It's, you know, I was tired all the time I didn't feel well, so art was the only thing I really had energy for. So I was looking at her stuff and I'm like, I can do this. I can do this better than what she's doing. I'm going to make tons of money because, you know, that's how art works. So that's, that was the moment I was 19. I was there with a friend and decided this is what I'm going to do with my life. I had no idea how difficult it would be because when you're younger, you always have people tell you, oh, you're so good at painting. You should sell these. You'll make so much money. I mean, people tell you that when you're a kid all the time. And I had heard it for so many years that I thought, hey, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do
0: okay so from 19 years old then uh, take us uh, forward just a little bit then into your 20s what so what were you doing at that time then
1: so I was working at pet stores and then after a couple years started working at animal hospitals and during that time I started getting my work into coffee shops and then there was a local gallery in the Pomona Arts Colony who started to display and sell my work so I did that for a few years
0: So if anyone had told you back then that, Lisa, you know, in a few years you're going to be able to uh, be on YouTube and you're going to have commissioned uh, works that you'll be selling maybe monthly, uh, what would you have said to them back then?
1: I absolutely knew I was going to make it happen. Whenever I've decided to do something, I make it – like it was – it wasn't – it's not – I don't want to make it sound like I'm so full of myself, but I knew this is what I was going to do and I would make this happen.
0: No, that makes sense. It
1: it took longer than I thought. I thought that I would do it – I guesstimated between the age of 35 and 40 is when I would be making a a more stable income. So I guess I did make it between then. I thought it would be closer to 35.
0: Yeah. And you're like, so you know, I gave myself, 50? you know,
1: about 15, 16, 17 years. I thought it would take me to get to that point. But I knew, I mean, YouTube wasn't in existence at that point. Yeah. But I knew that this is what I was going to do and that I would make sure somehow I did well with it.
0: Gotcha. So we're talking pre internet and everything. You're like yeah. 50 now or something. 50, how old are you? 55 or?
1: Yeah, uh, 62. <laughs>
0: Okay, so. uh, All right. So um, I guess the
1: the Internet was there at the time. Well, no, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't until I was about 22, I think, that I got my first computer and my mom. This is just a funny side story. My mom would not allow me to have the computer in the house because she thought it was going to bring the devil in, which is funny because my mom works on computers and she's (laughs) on computers all the time. Like I it makes it sound like she's this crazy, like fanatic and she's not for some reason. What she was more worried about is my younger brother accessing things she shouldn't be seeing. Um, but I'm like, I have a lock on my door. He can't get in. They're not going to like, nothing's going to happen. But she did not want the internet and that computer in the house. And so I had to keep it at my boyfriend at the time's house who ended up being my husband, luckily, because that was a big purchase at the time to be making with a, Someone, you know, with a boyfriend. Yeah. But we, I bought my computer there and I would be at his parents' house so late every night working on my angel fire website. <laughs> so I had to learn HTML and it was absolutely terrible. It took me quite a while well to get there because I didn't have a lot of money. So there was no way I was going to pay someone to do it. And this is way before templates and all of the amazing right. things we have with like WordPress and all right. these things now. This was back when you just wrote it with straight HTML. So I had to learn all of that. And it, it was, it took a long time to get back to the
0: Fire. That's so funny.
1: Yep. I was, uh, what was it? Angel did you move Fire? on to
0: <laughs> Geosities after that?
1: No, I did not. From Angel Fire, I went straight to who I use now. Uh, and I've been with them so forever.
0: So, how many siblings do you have?
1: I have, well, that's a, hmm, I guess technically three. Well, technically two. I have a, my sister who I grew up with, my young, my middle sister now, I guess. She's four years younger than me. She's Not everyone always asks if she's an artist. She's actually where my name came from. Because when we were younger, my mom bred Himalayan cats, basset hounds, and shih tzus. And whenever breeders, they were show dogs. I mean, they were all bred for health and all that. But when breeders breed, they have to have a name that they use for their kennel or whatever, and so she used, she combined mine and my sister's name, La Crete, or my sister's name is Christy, so that's where that name came from, and my mom does no longer breeds. She stopped that years ago, but I kept the name because I hated my middle name, or my maiden name was Dickinson, and I absolutely hated that name. Well, I Thanks. didn't like the man. It was, I don't like my biological dad, so that was part of it. But I knew that eventually I would get married. My name would change. So I wanted a name that I could use from the beginning and just continue, carry that on. And so that's why when I started at 19, I started off signing my work with La Cree. But that's my sister, Christy, that's four years younger than me. I have a stepbrother, Nicholas, who is, I believe he's eight years younger than me. Mm. I don't know. Math I'm terrible with math, so we'll just go with, yeah, eight years younger. Then last year, I found out that I have another sister who my biological dad accidentally fathered, and she ended up contacting. We knew she was there, but her mom had decided to raise her as... So the husband the another it's a whole weird like jerry springer story thing but anyway um she didn't know we existed but we knew she existed and she finally found out the truth and contacted me and so now yeah i've got that sister who i'm actually really close with now so cool. technically i guess you would count that as 3
0: what kind of jobs did you have then in between there
1: yeah, I worked at a pet store, and then I worked at an animal hospital. And then from there, I started teaching while I was still at the animal hospital, started teaching classes. I was, I think, 22 at the time, started teaching classes at Michael's. And then when I stopped working at the animal hospital, I just continued on with those classes and selling my work on eBay. And so that's where I went with that.
0: Mm, very cool. So I
1: haven't done anything besides art since 2000. And when was that? 2002, I think, right around there. Wow. Okay. 2001? Maybe 2001. I
0: don't Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm.
1: I did clean houses for a little bit on a couple of days for friends for some extra money, though. So I guess that was another job.
0: So did you... uh, This is something I'm kind of curious about. Did did you have a network of other artist friends that were kind of doing the same kinds of things that you were doing or no, and I just felt that like I a had. lone ranger the whole time
1: yeah I really hmm. didn't know a lot of people I did meet though when I was working at the last animal hospital I worked at artist Jaime Jimenez who is my art hero this guy is phenomenal and he was just such a huge, huge help for me, both being an inspiration because I would see what he was doing and think, oh my gosh, that is what I want to do. Because I had hit a point where I thought I'm as good as I'm going to get. I'm awesome. I'm great at my job, you know, what I'm doing. And then I saw his mm-hmm. work and thought, oh, wow, no, I'm really not that great. I need to work on this a bit more. But, you know, how and it's typical of young artists to get in that set of this is my style. This is just how I paint and it's not really that good. Mm-hmm. So it motivated me or he motivated me seeing his work to do better, to try harder, to learn more. And it's completely changed the way I look at everything. But he taught me how to do wet into wet blending. He did a little demonstration for me at our lunch break. He brought he gave me my first little airbrush and showed me how to use a mop brush to do wet into wet blending with acrylic paint because that's all I worked in at the time. And it it changed everything for me. I mean, that it was just instant. My work did not even look like it was done by the same person after meeting. Oh, him. wow. So it's not that he was really giving me lessons besides showing me the wet into wet. It was just that having somebody that would inspire me to try harder, to push harder, to do better. But no, besides him, I really didn't have anyone around me that.
0: Are you still in contact with him or? Yes, I am. Are you? That's good. Okay. And he's an artist uh, now? Okay. Yeah, he's a
1: professional artist. He went to the art center in Pasadena. He actually had a full scholarship. So that kind of gives you an idea of his talent. Yeah. But he has done, I mean, he's. Worked with Amy from Evanescence. He did a lot of the concept art for her. I don't know if you know who that band is. Mm -mm. Um, What else? He's done a lot. He's worked on tons and tons of movies. His Mm. resume, everyone has seen his stuff and just don't realize it.
0: Oh, okay. So we can put a link in the show notes for that?
1: No, because he actually is terrible and does not update his website or do anything. So no, unfortunately, I always talk about it. I'm like, Jaime, do something. Like, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. So, so when you, when you got on YouTube then, uh, what, well, kind of give us a time frame for that What when when did you start doing that then so I mean, that yeah, actually was...
1: goes back to Jaime as well I okay. was working on I was taking photos of my work and doing little slideshows so people could see the in progress I was trying to make my website more interesting a little bit more interactive that may, would make people maybe stick around on there longer than just seeing the image and moving along so he suggested hey why don't you record you know take a video of it and so I took a little flip cam and used duct tape or masking tape and taped it to the shelving unit that was behind Behind my easel, and just use that to record my first few, vi- my first two or three videos was were recorded that way before I got wow. the camera that I used for years after that's that. Funny. But yeah, that's how um, Jaime was the one who suggested that because at that point I had the attitude of if Jaime suggests something, I'm going to do it. Like everything mm-hmm. he's ever suggested has just made a huge difference for me. And so when he suggested that, I was like, sure, I'll try it. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, but I'll try it.
0: Oh wow. That that's that's. Really I thought funny. that when
1: I did YouTube, I thought all I was doing with it was having videos that I could embed onto my website. I had no idea that YouTube was a social media platform at all. I didn't understand how any of that worked. So yeah, that was it. it went a direction I was not expecting. That's for sure.
0: So how do you view it now? What I mean, how, and I, I'm sure that slowly evolved and changed uh, your perception. That is, and oh, so, absolutely, yeah. So how how do you view it now? And what kind of role is it to you? And uh, the importance of posting your videos? I mean, that you do what three times a week, um, four, four. Okay, uh, that's a big part of your your workflow now, right? As yeah. an artist, yeah.
1: I mean, it's. It is social media, and it's one of the best social media platforms for artists. If you can be brave enough to get yourself on there, it's more interactive because people are seeing what you're doing. Yeah, you can post Facebook videos to Facebook, but it's not the same. They don't have the searchability that YouTube does. YouTube is owned by it's Google, so if you want good search results, get on YouTube. That is going to do you far better than anything you're going to post on Facebook. I mean, do both, but yeah, it's just what it can do as far as connecting you with other artists. I've met other artists who are amazing to do collaborations with. I've met, I mean, just so many people because of you. I met you because of YouTube. I right, mean, I've right. had so many opportunities come up because people found me through YouTube.
0: Yeah, yeah, YouTube, uh, yeah, they were purchased by Google and continued to develop that platform and yeah. uh, a lot. And they just so. keep
1: getting better. They'll do updates. They've had a couple updates that weren't, amazing but for the most part yeah. every time they do updates they're really i mean they've really done amazing things with that platform
0: yeah and and they've been a, a direct competitor to other video platforms out there as well so you mentioned bravery that it takes uh, bravery is that is that um, what you would tell a younger artist that be brave put your face out there
1: Yeah, a lot of people are afraid to show themselves, whether it be in photograph or, you know, I want the art to speak for itself. That's not how art works. You have to put yourself out there in front of people. They're they're buying for you as much as they are the artwork So or buying into you as much as they are the artwork. So you have got to be brave, put your face out there. And I know a lot of people are afraid because it's YouTube and that's scary because there are a whole lot of trolls and people who say mean things. But there are more people who are nice and awesome. I have met some amazing people because of YouTube, too. So yeah, you'll get those few who are jerks, but for the most part, it's going to be more likely than not going to be a very good experience for you.
0: So <clears throat> where do you where do you see your your role now? I mean, are so are you a teacher? Are, you or know, are I you... didn't
1: start off that way. I mean, I started off, mm-hmm. I'd been teaching now for what, sixteen years, coming up on 17 years here. And when I started with YouTube, I was afraid to start teaching actual like techniques because of how You get so many elitists out there who say, no, that's wrong. You can't do it that way, even though it's art and that's not how art works, but – I was very hesitant to start teaching, even though I had already been teaching for so long. I mean, I'm very experienced with that, but it didn't matter. I was too afraid. And I'd have people ask, well, can you do a video showing me how to do this? Originally, it was just me showing speed paintings. That's all I intended to do with YouTube. But I started having people ask for tutorials. So I'm like, okay, I'll do a simple one showing you how to paint a dandelion. That was, I think, one of the first tutorials I did. Then that's still one of my more popular videos. So people really liked that that aspect anytime I would do a tutorial. So I started started doing more of those. Then I wanted to add a second video a week. And so I came up with the idea of doing the critiques because it was something that I had learned a lot from in the past when I was a part of an art association. They had an artist come in who I really respected and she critiqued everyone's work. And it was just such a positive experience. I learned so much. And so I decided for my second video, obviously can't get more than one art painting done a week and have it be remotely decent. So I decided to do the critiques. And then I decided I wanted to bump the channel up even more by adding an additional video. So I would start doing blogs and my weekend blogs or vlogs, I should say, my intent with that was just to show, hey, look, this is the art product I bought last night, the end, you know, just like a quick, hi, how are you guys doing? This is Mm -hmm. what I'm working on. Here's what I bought. And somehow I don't even know how I mean, immediately it turned into here's an art lesson. Instead, like not, not necessarily a painting lesson, but tips for artists. I don't know why that's what it, it ended up being right from the beginning. So then my next video, I decided to do an additional video, um, the social media tips for artists. And honestly, I'm starting to run out of things to do for that. So I've moved it so that I'm more doing the art Q&A videos. So those are my four videos a week on top of I also do the Patreon one, but that's not the one of the public ones. So Got I guess you. you can't really count that.
0: That's really neat because it you know it sounds like you listened to your audience and created what they were asking for and just and that's a huge thing for
1: YouTube. Yeah, that's a huge thing and in, in making sure that you kind of evolve with what people are wanting, what they are looking for. And it was information that I had, so there's no reason I couldn't share right. it. It's not like I had to make stuff up or go learn something new. It's stuff I already knew. It was in my head. So having yeah. people ask for that information, it made it easy for me to know this is the direction that channel needs to take.
0: So, is there a message that you're getting out though with your artwork? when we look at your artwork, I mean, you know I, I can tell this is this is done by Lisa of Lacri Fine Art. I mean <laughs> and it's so you know and it's different. I mean it it's not anything I would ever paint. Most of your paintings are not anything I would ever paint. Um, it, they're very unique and they're unique to your style and and what you do. Um, is there a you know what are you saying with with most of these uh, paintings?
1: You know, I wish I had some deep, deep meaning, but for the most part, I want to make something that's very pretty and that makes people happy. That I know that sounds really basic, but honestly, it's as simple as that. I no, like making fine. pretty That's, paintings. Yeah. I like making things that I look at and I have the combination of excitement. Oh, my gosh, I made that. Like, how I don't know yeah. why I know how to do this. I can't believe I just made that. And along with, it makes other people happy to look at it. So, I mean, every once in a while, I'll do something that my goal is to, to promote hope or, you know, things like that. Right, but for the right. most part, there's really no message other than I want it to make people happy.
0: What other painters and or artists, maybe in the past or, or present, besides Jaime, are you influenced by?
1: Jason Morgan, for sure, with his wildlife artwork. I love the way he paints fur. I love the way he does all of that stuff. So he's a big one for me. And it's funny because he, I was a huge fan of his before I started talking to him. So when I started talking to him, we started doing collaborations. I was so starstruck. Oh my gosh, I can't believe Jason Morgan's talking to me. So that's kind of a funny because now he's actually a good friend so it's a little funny looking back at that. Yeah. But um, I am actually and it's funny because I don't like his I don't necessarily like his style but I am fascinated by Van Gogh. There's something about him and his life that just like Mm -hmm. I don't know I just love it and it's not necessarily his style I like some of his paintings but for the most part there's just something about his life and what he went through to to create what he did and how he was so unknown until you know so long after he was gone the whole process that just fascinates me
0: It, it is a fascinating story. Do you see your, your YouTube channel, okay, let's, let's kind of separate the two for a moment. Do you see your YouTube channel as maybe a, uh, a separate entity in and of itself and what you're trying to accomplish there versus your, your artwork?
1: Yeah, definitely. For YouTube, my goal has again it it shifted because this isn't where it started, but my goal Uh right now is to encourage other artists. There are so many elitist artists out there who will tell you you can't do it this way. You can only do it this way. This is the only way to do art. My way is the only way. You're wrong if you use this tool. You're wrong if you, you know, shade with a a blender, or you have so many people who discourage artists. And my whole goal is to encourage to do the exact opposite. No matter what tools you want to use, no matter what methods you you want to use whatever you like to draw if it's something no one else is interested in who cares if you are enjoying it do it go for it I just want to be that other side, the voice of, I want to call it reason, of course, because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's my opinion. But I want people to be encouraged (laughs) and not be afraid because of all of the negative that you hear. So many people that there's just so much that gets that I think gets thrown at artists, these all these rules. And it makes people not want to bother painting or drawing. And then they're missing out on that joy that they could experience. So I want the opposite of that elitist side of encouraging them to use and do whatever they enjoy.
0: Very nicely put. I I love that. Let me ask you this. So you're putting up four videos a week. Uh, Are you going to increase that? You're doing a podcast a week. You're painting every week. You know, I I don't know what else you're doing. I mean, you hope not. Okay. So
1: (laughs) That is a lot. It is so (laughs) much work. Yeah, I already don't have any days off. I have a few half days off, but I don't have any full days off. It takes so much to get all of this done so yeah mm-hmm. adding more to my plate is definitely not what something kind of I'm looking to do
0: okay so what goals do you have lisa going forward i mean within the next year uh maybe to five years where, where are you going what direction are you going and just what kind of things do you have in store
1: Right now, my main goal is to continue upgrading things for the channel. I want to – I don't necessarily want to put more work into it, but I want better equipment. I want to get better at editing. I want to make what I'm already doing that much better. Oh, increasing
0: so, quality, huh? That, yeah, that quality. That's that's like a big that. one.
1: I'm This summer, I should be hitting 100,000 subscribers. So that's been a goal of mine for a very long time. It was a goal that I never thought was realistic. I – I remember watching a video, a guy who was giving tips on on growing your channel, and he had 8,000 subscribers. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't imagine ever getting to that point. So now, right now, I'm at 72,000. And I'm so looking forward to that 100,000 mark because then YouTube sends you this really cool plaque that says – or their silver play button. And I just – I really want that. And it seems like – a very materialistic thing to want, but I really no, want that's, it. That's
0: a goal. That's that's awesome. I, th- I think. So that's yeah, that's, good.
1: that's that's for the next year, and really that's, that's cool. going to continue over the next five years for me. I just want to continue mm-hmm. to improve the quality, as you said, get everything better there, and I also want to keep improving my own artwork. One of the best things for me with YouTube is that I'm having to get a new painting or drawing done every single week in order to keep up with that schedule. So I mean. I'm not rushing my work. If it's going to be late, then I'll just do it as a two-parter. But for the most part, I stick to having a new painting or drawing done. So my goal is just to keep doing that and keep because that will help me to progress and do that yeah. get that much better because I'm producing so much artwork. So that one's that's a really wow. big thing for me.
0: That's that's so cool. So you you are married to Matt yes. and is he an artist is what kind of works he, do? he is
1: he's an artist but not professionally he could have been he is so mm. talented and it's kind of one of those sore spots with me it's always frustrated me because he doesn't do anything with his talent he's too busy <laughs> playing video games so that's pretty much what matt does he goes to work he comes home and he plays video games and i drag him to the gym now and he goes kicking and screaming the whole way
0: what's i think about what's he think about all this work that that you do all the time
1: he is, he is glad is he that good I'm a supporter
0: here. He, of all, he's everything always you do. been
1: really supportive of That's anything awesome. that I wanted to do. I mean, in the beginning, I was making hardly anything, mm-hmm. so I mean, I would have made more working part time at McDonald's in the beginning, and he is always supported whatever I wanted to do. And it shifted because when we moved to Texas, he wasn't able to get back into the industry that he was in. He was a machinist in California, and he could not find work here. And so he was working at GameStop and at Terminex for a while. He was doing all of these jobs where he really wasn't making much money. And so I'm sure he was probably thinking at times, you know what, just go get a job at McDonald's to help out here, you know? But he... S- struggled through all of this with me, and he does have a better. He has gotten a better job now, cool. but he even through that, where I could see where I would think he would be frustrated with how little I was making for so long. He was always. He never complained, not once. He always has been very supportive with with everything that I've done.
0: Wow, that that that's really good. That's huge. That really, yeah, is. it really is. Yeah, I'm so appreciative
1: is. because I mean, not everybody would have allowed that, and without that, I wouldn't have been able to put the work in that it took to get to this point.
0: Do you guys have children?
1: No, we have two Italian greyhounds. That's enough. Well, you got children. Okay.
0: Okay, so Lisa, because of all of these these videos that you publish so often and the reviews that you do of different products, I mean, what kind of doors have been opened to you by different companies coming to you and, and asking you to work with them? I mean, I'm sure they're beating down your door. I mean, what, tell us about yeah, that a little a bit. I had a few
1: that was, it was just surprising and exciting. The first was through Frederick's Canvases. I entered, oh, wow. I think they found my page or my Facebook page or contacted me because I entered one of their little contests on their um, Facebook page. I'm not positive, I, maybe it was just a coincidence timing-wise, but they contacted me and asked me what canvases that I, I used, and I said, actually, just yours, because about six months before I had gotten fed up with using other brands, and I swore them all off, and I was like, that's it, I'm sticking with Fredericks, I know they're good, that's all I'm going to use, and so six months later, they contact me asking what I use, and I'm like, wow, I can honestly say yours are the only ones that I use now, and so they started working with me, they provide me with canvases, I've got a lot of canvases here now, which is nice, because no matter what size I want to work on, chances are I've got one here, but but they have provided me with a lot of those. So that has been really, really nice. Then I had a video I made, which is kind of a funny story. So I made a video reviewing the Derwent Color Soft colored pencils, and they're Terrible. I mean, these pencils are just absolutely horrible to work with. If you're using those and you're frustrated with your work, chances are it's the pencil, not you. Just letting you know. But I, I did not give them a good <laughs> review at all. I mean, at the end of the video, I was actually making fun of their video, which was kind of bad. So, um, I mean, I was just being lighthearted and funny, but anyway, I actually commented at the end. Why do I think it is that they're not going to share my video on their, their page? Cause I mean, it wasn't a positive video. <laughs> so it was just my opinion. It wasn't like I was, you know, anyway. So right. I, they, I ended up, that video went up and within a week or two, they contacted me. I got an email from them. I want to say it was a week or two. It's a while ago, so I could be off on those, those dates, but but they contacted me and were like, you know, we're sorry you did not enjoy the product and we would like to work with you for doing tests or product testing um, when we're improving other products like the graphite pencils and stuff like that. We'd like to send those to you. And in the meantime, uh, we read that you wanted to try or that you had liked the ink tents. We'd like to send you a full set of the tents blocks and pencils. Just... Because – and, I mean, they were so wanting to make sure that they were making artists happy. They want to improve their products. They wanted to hear those negative reviews because they want to make their stuff better. And I was so impressed with that. So that's been really nice. That that is awesome. They've been really, really just – I've been so impressed with their business model and the fact that they want to make quality products for artists. So that has been really good. And then I have smart art box that I also do every month. They send me a box that I will review and do the project in. If you're not familiar with what the smart art box is, basically it's a subscription box where every month they send you a box full of full size supplies. It's not like little samples like you get in some of those boxes. This one is full size supplies with a lesson that teaches you or walks you through step by step how to create that project. So like my first, one with them was tents. That's how I knew I wanted to get a full set of Inktense because I loved the set of 12 that came in that smart art box. But the smart art box is now, I do the videos um, sharing those boxes each month. So that's been a lot of fun. And the nice thing is None of these companies have asked me to only promote them or just give us positive reviews, only tell us the good about things. They've actually right. been very – they're okay with me giving the positive and negative because I don't think it's right to only promote something and not be honest about that I didn't like this product. I didn't like this aspect of this product. So all of these companies, I've really had a lot of respect for and their attitude about everything and letting me just make my video however I wanted
0: that that's really cool and i think that's that is really strong and says a lot about the companies as well because you know they they they're not just looking for shills and exactly. they want to know the honest truth about it so they can improve the product that's yeah. that's really cool Thanks very much, Lisa. I mean, this is this has been long anticipated. People uh, have asked for an interview with you. They wanted to hear uh, more on on the personal side and, and know more about you and who you are. So this is this is great. And they can follow you on your YouTube channel, Lockery Fine Art. I think it is. Is that right? That's the name um, of
1: it. If they just go to youtube.com dot Lockery.
0: Lockery. Okay. And lockery.com uh, is the the hub for all the things that that you're doing. I mean, you're real active on your blog too and yeah. uh, you you constantly are updating your website and putting all of your videos up there too. All right. So the show notes will be over there at SharpenArtist.com under the podcast folder and if you guys would like to continue the discussion, you can head on over to Facebook under the Colored Pencil Podcast group. Thank you very much for joining us again today and we will talk to you guys again next week bye thanks for listening to this week's episode all the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartists.com. actually
1: a social media network or, or i'm sorry as some no wait let me back that up mm-hmm. um i've i think i did in a video uh, podcast didn't i
0: uh i think you did but it and, you I'll know it doesn't sure. matter though i would yeah. i would do it anyway
1: because i have what so this is what i have a part of i mean what i what my goal is for i don't know how
0: by the way uh, dickinsonfineart.com is available if you want to go no, ahead no i'm and i'm good that. i'm You're actually good? Okay, totally
1: okay. good with that <laughs> just
0: checking